Welcome homeowners, home buyers, landlords, and tenants alike. People who just want to be better at living in a home. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Join Madison native and realtor Asher Messino and real estate broker, general contractor, and landlord Ben Anton as they break down the modern day barriers of home ownership. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and if you're not careful, you'll learn. Come on, baby, won't you keep me safer than that high score on that pinball game you're always playing at your favorite arcade. Thanks for waiting. That was The Waiting Song from Madison musician Seesaw. Welcome to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. On the Facebook, at In the 608. I'm Ben Anton, Broker Associate Lauer Realty Group, General Contractor, Landlord, Habitual Homeowner. And I'm Asher Messino, Realtor with Lauer Realty Group, Madison native, dog owner, and weightlifter. We're going to be talking about some new personal records later, and uh, I hope you'll be able to chime in. Uh, Welcome again. Each episode, we bring in a guest to talk about real estate with us, real estate or something tangential to it. Uh, We're going to enjoy things like the top of the hour tip. We will recap the high and low sales in Dane County. We will surround ourselves with people smarter than we are. One of those people smarter than us is my business partner, Phil Plord. He's president of Blimling Associates, a division of Dairy.com. He'll be in with his look beyond the 6.0. And we will feature local music from artists in the 608. This month on the program, we like to think of ourselves as a resource, both on the podcast and then obviously when we're live and in person with our clients. This month, we'll introduce you to another resource, and then we'll learn about the Home Buyers Roundtable. It's an organization that educates and connects, usually or most often first-time home buyers, with resources and programs Designed to get more people in homes. We'll meet with uh, Jake Johnson, president of said roundtable. What's been going on, Asher? Just hanging out. Had a birthday this weekend. Did you do anything special? I went out with a lot of friends. It felt very special. Did you stay out as late as you used to, or was this like I'm? Was this like, and I'm getting old. My birthdays are more tempered now. Um, <laughs> I was home before midnight. <laughs> But I don't recall much. <laughs> well, I was told that I was home before midnight. What One of the things I wanted to make sure to follow up on at the beginning of season five, this season six, episode two, season six. So again, great for thanks. Thanks all of you for holding in. Um, at the beginning of season five, I was, I was like trying to be a whore for um, reviews. Oh, I was trying to, yes. for the most part, trying to bribe people with tchotchkes or gifts to and, leave a review. And the one review we got. <laughs> so there were two. There were two real oh, nice ones. And then there was some asshole that didn't have anything nice to say. Or it was like it was like so thinly veiled positive and review. He didn't even give his email so you could send him the gifts. Right. Did not follow up. But uh, <laughs> but there were two people that did submit reviews that were positive and then heard me mention them on the program and a year later I finally sent them their stuff. Wow. So, th- but they a were, year? Like, like they, anyway, so somebody, <laughs> they were both very appreciative having received them. Because they probably forgot already. Well, that was like the extra surprise. <laughs> but so if you see, if you see one L. Allison out there with her real estate in the 608 mug, or there's like, who was it, the other guy that got sent him a hat? I don't even have a mug. And I learned the website for you. Let's send Asher home <laughs> with a mug today. But so, so there you go. If you th- if you can think of a, a reason 
to, to leave a review or impress me with your knowledge of the program, you hit me up. I, I have more mugs. Hi. Just file that away. You think, hey, I love that show. I love that program. I love Asher. I love Ben. I'm going to leave them a great <laughs> review. So great. So inspirational. So verbose. They're just going to send me a mug unsolicited. <laughs> Give it a shot. We'd love to see your reviews at uh, at your favorite podcast portal. Also, if you do anything real estate or home related, maybe we'd like to interview you. Let us know. What uh, do you do? Do you, do you work on old windows? We interviewed that person and that was super interesting. We learned a lot. We learned about a lot old from windows. Yeah. It was like looking through an old window into history. Yeah. That's a theater of the mind. Theater of the mind, by the way, Asher's hair is getting long. It's a little long. Well, Ben is... A little short up front, <laughs> short up front, long in the back, kind of like her birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, home bar- so again, back to what's going on. Um, the Hobart's Roundtable of Dane County, the HBRT, was founded in 1997 to help would-be homeowners overcome two significant barriers of homeownership. What do you think those are, Asher? They want to help would-be homeowners overcome limited knowledge of the home buying process and lenders unfamiliar with down payment assistance programs. All right. So their, their target market is twofold, and we'll learn a little bit about how they are addressing both of those issues. We'll be right back, though, with the top of the hour tip. Hi, this is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. Real Estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Till then, sit back and enjoy and learn. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. In with the top of the hour tip, Azure Messino. All right. So the tip I have for you this month, if you are out there trying to buy a home right now, if you are putting in offers or you're thinking you're going to be putting in offers shortly, don't just test the waters by writing an offer you know will not get accepted. We are in an extremely competitive market. It is not going to help you emotionally or financially by putting in a weak offer. And here's why. So every time that you lose out on an offer, it is very difficult for people emotionally. They get very invested in a home. They see themselves living there and then they lose out on it. Meanwhile, let's say this house got 10 offers on it. One of those people won. Those nine other people, they are probably crushed and they're thinking, what can I do to improve my already competitive offer for the next house that we like. So every time you wait on a house, you don't put in a strong offer, the next week, there might be another batch of even stronger offers. All those people that lost out last week, they're trying to get a leg up this week. There, there's a lot, there, I mean, there's a hundred different ways to look at this. And, it's, and some of those, to the naysayer, are, 
well, my agent just wants to sell me a house and just wants to get rid of me and just wants to get a sale and move on. I cannot stress to you the importance of the trust and the relationship between you and your agent. I have myself wondered if it might be wise to, well, let them learn a little bit themselves. I mean, it can let's be really ahead, helpful, right? Let's go ahead and let them, let them shoot a couple air balls before we even get serious. But that is a waste of time. And My time, your time. And also... And pretend- your money. And potentially emotionally damaging. I mean, even three weeks, even like you wrote an offer this week, you wait three more weeks. So it's been four weeks and you get an accepted offer. Prices are higher already because we are right now. We're in February. The market has already been crazy for what, like three and a half weeks, four weeks now. And that will continue through just about the end of May. Prices are still going up. Getting your house sooner gets you where you need to be and in a better position to profit from it than waiting. Unless you want to wait till fall. Unless you literally <laughs> but you know that's the that's the conversation we're having to have. You need to get out there with your A game or be comfortable on the bench until the level of play slows enough for you to get out. Right. And that's not to say you shouldn't see several homes. I don't love it when people see one house and write an offer on it. I still want them to see multiple homes. You know, it gives a lot of information, especially if you're in a relationship with someone, maybe you have never bought a house with this person before. It's really helpful for the couple to figure out what they're looking for together. Um, Definitely see several homes. But then once you find something you love, go all in on it. Try to make it yours. All right. Thank you very much. We will be back with Jake Johnson, president of the Homebuyers Roundtable, in just a moment. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. Today, we're sitting with Homebuyers Roundtable president and realtor Jake Johnson. Homebuyers Roundtable of Dane County is a collaboration of housing industry representatives that promote homeownership through education and counseling to both low and moderate income families. They believe homeownership will increase family stability, financial security, stabilize and strengthen communities and neighborhoods, and generate jobs and stimulate economic growth. I agree. Jake is from Eau Claire, attended university there, moved to Madison Southside in 2012 after a two-year layover in Washington, D.C. He now lives in Johnson Creek, Wisconsin, with his wife and son of nearly 12 years. But is he fun? How do we learn if he's fun, Asher? We play a get-to-know-you game, a quiz game, a Madison history and environs trivia game we call... The, the way, way it, it used, used to be. There used to be. There used to be. Used to be nothing but smiling faces far as the eye could see. Car in every driveway, swinging every tree. People can't stop talking about the way things used to be. We're going to ring the we hope. We hope we'll ring the bell three times for you, Jake. Are you ready? I'm ready. I can get three, right? Okay, here we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, he had just told me no, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Eau Claire, French for clear water, was a short-lived music festival in your hometown. It operated from 2015 to 2018. It is where most people say we met Boniver, French for good winter. Name the also French-themed summer festival held in Madison's Central Park on the weekend nearest to July 14th's Bastille Day. Is that Lafitte de Marquette? Yes. I got Woo! one. 
Look at that. We would have also accepted a more French pronunciation of La Fette. <laughs> ah, not French, but you know. <laughs> All right. Take it, take it away. Question two, Asher. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. In January 2022, the Highway Cafe opened on Highway 51, just north of the 9094 Interstate Interchange in DeForest. Name the truck stop it replaced that was famous for its baked goods and giant cinnamon rolls. Well, this one's too easy because there's one also in Johnson Creek, but it's the pine cone. Yes. Got it. Outstanding <laughs> breakfast, by the way. So far, he's very fun. So far, very fun. <laughs> I, one, of your, one of the least, per, maybe, per, you tell me, one of the lesser fun parts of your, your history was working for a staffing agency. Yes. As a recruiter. That, yep. seemed, that seemed like what, that... That might be tired. So here's here's an employment based <laughs> question, and I thought, I I grew up in Milwaukee, home of Manpower International, which I believe for a time was even the largest employer, maybe globally, uh, which is now not the case. They're they are the third even employment agency size globally. But anyway, Walmart and Amazon are two of the ten biggest employers in the world. What is the the largest state-run U.S. employer? The Postal Service? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Way to go, Jake. I was <laughs> Okay, the, the largest employer, if you count both like private sector and public, is the is like the Chinese army. That makes sense. With like 2.5 million employees. And then there were several other armed forces that were ahead of Walmart and and Amazon. Wow. But but when you take out the government run employers that left you with Walmart and and Amazon and but then looking I did not realize that the USPS is considered a Fortune 500 company. Huh. Wow. Huh. It's like 190. Anyway, it is based on their volume. Anyways, Jake is very fun. <laughs> Ding. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break for the high and the low and the market update, and then we'll be right back with Jake Johnson, Homebuyers Roundtable Presidente. When I meet with buyers for the first time, I go through a little presentation, and at the end it says, unpack all your boxes when you move in, and then borrow a ladder. So that borrow a ladder thing is like kind of a metaphor. What it means is that I enjoy not only helping people buy their houses, but helping them live in their houses and learn how to be better at living in the house. The same better that I try to help you with each month on the podcast. So here's an invitation. If you are planning on buying a house or selling a house, look me up. Head over to benanton.com. Maybe sign up for my newsletter under the read tab. That is what I like to do the most is help. The podcast, the newsletter, those are just some of the ways I've found to help. So you want that help? Look me up. You want a little help in between? Listen to the podcast, sign up for the newsletter. Thank you, and we'll talk soon. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. I'm Ben Anton, in with the lows and the highs for the month of February, or mid-January through mid-February. <laughs> it's Asher Messino. Hey, Ben. So the highest sale we had in the past month was a property in Wanakee that sold for $1.175. That, you know... Of all the homes I've seen that were like predominantly gray, I really kind of like this one. There was just enough color 
that it warmed up for me. What did, did you flip through the pictures? What did you think about this one? Yeah, I thought it was really cute. Just, it was like, there was some, there was some, I, I, like, I have a, a color in my home. It's called Accessible Beige. Oh. It's right there. It's nice. That's fine. And then the, uh, the other, <laughs> the other color that I use pretty often is called Agreeable Gray. Ugh. See, you're you're uching. I, I don't but this love house, it. But this house had like, it was like the palette was all right in between there with some nice yellows and blues, but also the, some almost, I don't want to say taupe, like it got, the, the, there was a couple darker browns that faded really nice to the grays. And, hmm. the, and instead of it being a vinyl plank floor in the $1.2 million home, you're looking at these beautiful diagonal herringbone tiles. Oh. The kitchen was sharp. I liked it. It's out in the middle of God knows where in Kilkenny Farms. Yeah, in Wanakee. With a little bit of like a like is that a retention pond in the backyard? Sort of looks like it, yeah. So it wasn't like it wasn't like waterfront. <laughs> That's not waterfront. <laughs> it, it was a little pond. Okay. I bet you there's See, I bet you there's fish in that pond. You get a pond, you get a twenty seventeen build on 0.35 acres, five bedrooms, five full baths, one half bath. Almost 5,300 square feet, and you get all that for $1,175,000. This property actually was listed last August, got an accepted offer last October, and then closed at the very end of January. Yeah, so it took a, that price point takes a little bit. I showed a condo last night. We talked about the highest price sale of, la, of the last year in condos. We were talking about 100 Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, I think, on the 12th floor. Is um, that what you showed? Last, last night I showed a 10th floor oh. for 1.2. And oh my God, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like if, you had, if I had 1.2... I might not live in Wanakee. I might live in that sweet condo <laughs> well, on the 10th floor. Whoever is buying a five-bedroom home in Wanakee probably has a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, I, They're not going to buy a condo downtown, but I hear you. I would yeah. much rather live downtown. I'd be on the square. <laughs> what was the lowest price sale? So the lowest price sale we have was a property in Stoughton, originally listed at $120,000 and sold for one thirty-five with no competing offers. Um wasn't even on the market, so yeah, barely a minute. Part of the MLS is kind of like this promise that everyone's going to have equal access, but every once in a while, you see it was in the same office. And mm. I mean, that that kind of thing could happen at the Lowry Realtor Group as well. Like, hey, I got one coming up over on this street, and you're like, dude, I, my guy wants one of those bad, and and it, it could sure. happen. But also, I mean, like, I don't think people were going to be like kicking the door down to get into this place. <laughs> well, other than the fact that it's the cheapest house in all of Dane County, I don't think, I don't think, no. But, but our cheapest home sale of the last year, yeah. last year was in downtown Stoughton. This will likely be a contender. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much. There's the, uh, the highest price and the lowest price sale back in just a flash after this little musical bump with the market update. Let's have we we talked a little about in the top of the hour tip the speed with which one must move to get the home they want. We see both of our now both of our high and lows this last month though took a little bit to sell. What have you been seeing out there in the streets, Asher? Yeah, so basically any home that's listed right now that is in decent shape and not right up next to a highway or a or a dump <laughs> is selling. With multiple offers, 
above the list price, probably with a lot of very generous details and allowances from a buyer. Asher and I had a had a moment. We had a moment. Are you? Do you know what we I'm talking about? We ran into each other at a home, and we and we both, after seeing the home, were able to non-verbally express to the other one <laughs> that there is no way in hell that we are going to let our people buy that home. So, so maybe that's maybe that's part of the when Asher or I or your trustworthy agent says, "Let's go for it." You're going to feel a lot better going for it. If that same agent has also said, run away, run away this, now, <laughs> this is not, this is not a good home for you <laughs> or anyone really, but especially not for you because I don't want my name on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but so busy, super busy, anything priced anywhere where anywhere near it needs to be in, in even, even condition that is less than, um, than Asher or, or I would be accepting of is, is selling quickly and with competition. Oh, yeah. That house that Ben and I both thought was not great had multiple offers on it. And likely sold for, um, especially in the lower price points. That house was priced at 280 I forgot about it immediately, so I don't know. Yeah, it was priced it, it was, was it was priced where I really felt that it was gonna approach three at minimum. And, and there were some major, major issues that would not be easily fixed in that yeah. house. And <laughs> and one of the things that's happening with the with the competition is people are not getting inspections. People are waiving appraisals. Um, they are giving away the very protections that would keep them from doing something stupid. And that is why you need that partner agent that you trust to keep you from doing things right. that are stupid. Because not having an inspection on a house like that is going to cost you a lot of money. Exactly. It's not worth it. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. We're talking Home Buyers Roundtable with President Jake Johnson. Is that also, was there like a like a pop music? Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Any relation? No, we're not. But I do like Vanilla Pancakes also, so it's fine. Is that, <laughs> is that a song reference? Yes, Ben. Uh, yes. He's old. I did not go to he's the. A, he's a Gen I did not X. go to the Eau Claire's <laughs> festival. I've never met Boney Bear. <laughs> I've and never been to it either. But <laughs> I don't know about banana pancakes, evidently, <laughs> except to eat them or make them. You've got homework now. You've got to listen to music and eat banana pancakes. Perfect. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, some of the things that I felt there's like a there's some overlap between what we try to do here and what you are trying to do also. Um, to, for the most part, dealing or bringing buyers in at their at their own pace or timing or at their leisure. Um, first, discussing how how much they can afford, what the, you know, and the process of applying for the mortgage and some some credit improvement tips. What. Where do you find the the roundtable looking most often or reaching? What what groups are you trying to reach to say, hey, come on over. We, we've got some things to share. Yeah, I think homeownership is so much about it's an opportunity, right? And so instead of renting or, or not owning at all, you now have an asset that's yours. But there's steps to do that. And so you've got to figure out, can I get a mortgage? How do I get a mortgage? Are they all the same? Where do I want to live? But it's also a lot of options and opportunities there. Um, we try to reach out to a lot of different companies and and people that are in the community, whether they're supporting it through donations for our classes, which are completely free, and that doesn't happen without 
donations, obviously, but also working with local chambers of commerce, especially um, the Spanish Chamber of Commerce has been a great partner this year. Uh, the Latino Chamber of Commerce, excuse me, we're actually doing Spanish language classes this year for the first time, and we're taking them to different locations so that we can find people who maybe hadn't been able to make it to our classes in the past. Now we're coming closer to them, hopefully in different spots so that everyone can get the education they need. It's just an opportunity. Uh, we want people to have the information and the knowledge so that if they want to buy a house, they have the skills to do it and at least have a few professionals that they've met that can help them guide them down that path. You know, I used to sell radio advertising, and one of the things I would um, like in a, an advertising campaign to or or the reason to advertise, the reason to get your message, was the difference you can make for someone if they are even just barely familiar with your business when they walk in. It's as if they, they've been there just for a few seconds and they know where the bathroom is. That, that level of comfort or that introduction can make, them, can make the entire experience so much different for them going forward. In a lot of ways, I'd imagine that's why so many people turn to social media and influencers, influencers to kind of get that just toes in the water touch of what can I expect and why why now is this place exciting to me because I've been made to feel part of it and I'm familiar in this way and that's kind of that same entree that that the homebuyers roundtable can offer uh, the uh, that after the easy stuff like hey this is what it looks like this is what you can do here's some options you do get a little bit technical about some of the some of the financing and and um, grants and programs that are are often even mysterious to the professional side but tell us a little bit about about the the clientele you're talking to and some of the programs that you're trying to kind of demystify. Yeah, I think the the big barrier to a lot of people when it comes to buying is how can I ever afford it? It's a big purchase, it's a lot of money I have to bring to the table. And what most people don't know is that there's a lot of down payment assistance programs available in the city of Madison, in Dane County, from the state of Wisconsin, federally, that's available out there for a lot of different folks to use. The benefit of that is it's all based on the median income in the county. And thankfully, yay for Dane County, we have higher median income than most other areas of the state, which means that people qualify for down payment assistance, even if they seemingly make a pretty good amount of money. And that's because housing is expensive. Like, yeah. It just is. There's the, there's the dark and bad side, flip side of that coin, is that, yeah, we make a lot more money, but the housing is also ridiculously expensive. What are, what are, if you could just name a few of the, maybe start at the city level and move on up. Yeah. So the Home by American Dream program is one that the city offers. It's a partnership. Um, there's also Down Payment Plus is a great program that's out there and available. Um, Moving Out is a program that the city supports, and that's a down payment assistance program. The benefit of this, all these things are there, and some of them are forgivable, and some of them aren't, and there's a combination of that process. The best way to do that is to find a lender that you know and trust that's comfortable with those programs. And it's comfort for two reasons. It's one, to explain to you, the borrower, how the process works, the timing, the steps, everything like that. But also, the lender's going to call the listing agent when you write an offer, and they're going to explain it to them. Because a lot of times, listing agents either haven't used the program for a while, don't know the steps, or they've got to explain it to their seller also. So if they have a knowledgeable lender who's been doing this every day and knows the ins and outs of the program, the timing, the concerns, and can put those to rest, now that offer is just as strong as anything else because that risk and concern factor is taken out, which is really all down payment assistance is. It's just a different way to fund the purchase. And so if we don't understand it, we get scared of it, right? Right. Well, a good lender calling and explaining. Now it's just money coming in the bank, and it doesn't change anything. Things we don't, things we or we fear, things we do not know, and that I mean that's that's everybody. And I have, um, I have been the listing agent 
on the phone with a representative or a lender um, trying to address some of those concerns because uh, it there are often strings and and being able to working with a, a lender that's going to be able to assuage the concerns of even the I don't want to say I'm argumentative, but I, you know, like <laughs> in in mo- in many of those situations, it was my job to advocate for the seller. And when you are coming in from a little bit of left field, you are going to need multiple people on your team to advocate for you to address the concerns that someone as um, I don't want to say doubtful, but so- someone like myself who who is who is trying to eliminate every single doubt or question to the benefit of the of my client. Well, and also on the other side, it's super important for a buyer to have a very knowledgeable realtor about these processes. I have done a lot of different down payment assistance programs, and there's a lot that the realtor has to do to make sure that not only the lender, but the people who are in these organizations are staying focused on our deadlines, getting all of these organizations to be following the same calendar we have. Yeah, and those those timelines and calendars can get faster uh, when when the market expects everyone to be jumping faster and higher, and it can be harder probably to keep some of these programs up to up to speed. Let's uh, some of the other so so I think then one of the other things we talk you talk about at length and something we did just last episode was the importance of of choosing a good realtor and finding a partner that you will work well with. Um, If you are opting to take advantage then of one of these programs, it will be that much more important that that agent or that partner is as familiar with the down payment program as uh, as you are and as your lender is, because it's going to be a, as they say, a tough row to hoe. It's going to be that much more important that your that your agent partner also um, also is is as well versed in all in all of that. Um, other things I was excited to learn about that the that the Home Bars Roundtable offers is um, a different or slightly different level of education for those who might think becoming a landlord. Tony and, she would play. And, and here's the other thing, you know, again, we're trying to demystify just or they are just as we are. Um, you might, as a, at one of these monthly meetings, have the opportunity to hear a home inspector speak. And that is something that we have had uh, our favorite home inspector, Chris Mickelson, onto the program. What, uh, you know, from the hip, what kind of things are the, are the buyers going to learn from, from that visiting home inspector? Yeah, so the benefit of those trainings and the programs that we offer is that on that day, you're going to hear from a lender, an inspector, an insurance agent, and a realtor. So you're going to meet the big four. Title's also important. I have to say that because my wife works for Homestead Title, and I'll be kicked out of the house. So I love you, honey. <laughs> Title's important, too. But um, the inspectors are great because they're going to give you the overview of what they're looking for. When you get an inspection report back and you've never seen it, the 65-page document looks super scary. And there could be nothing wrong, but it's long, and there's pictures, and there's arrows, and there's defects, and there's red lettering, <laughs> and it's really scary. The inspector goes through and explains a lot of what they're looking for and ex- makes it less scary to know, oh, hey, you know, when you're going to walk through, they're going to call out that you don't have smoke detectors and carbon dioxide detectors. That's important. It is a defect. But is it a defect that blows up the deal? Possibly not. Is there a hole in your roof? Is that a defect? Yeah, because it should be fixed prior to closing. <laughs> Hopefully, unless you are all in for an added skylight, then you don't need to fix it. 
the benefit of that is the inspector puts a face on a process that otherwise is unemotional and they can have questions. Every good inspector out there is not only available during, but after the inspection. And really, you can call them while you're living in the house. Most of the inspectors we work with, you can call them a year, two years later, give them the address. They'll pull the report back up. If you have a question about something, they'll walk you through it and explain what they're doing. They're not out there to blow up deals. They're there to keep everyone, buyer and seller, safe. And that's why we work with great inspectors. There's one inspector that you probably don't work with that Asher and I call the deal killer, and they will go unnamed. I've got two on my list, actually. you got two on your list? Yeah. All right. Well, if you ever want a deal killed, you just let us know. (laughs) You give us us a call. We'll we'll send them over. Um, But uh, so so we talked a little bit these these monthly meetings, um, and I thought it was interesting because likely the the curriculum – uh, can be adjusted as the market changes or as things might become more difficult, especially for your target audience of low and moderate income buyers. Um, I'm always preaching about the best time of year to to buy a house, when the highest prices are paid, when the demand comes down slightly, and when I might see an opportunity for lower moderate income folks or people with less resources to buy. You said you hadn't had a chance to listen to the program yet. So I'm going to ask you, when you, also a realtor, think the best time for someone with lower moderate means to buy a home is, and and we'll see. And and if you are anywhere near when I think it is, I will also ring the bell to show you our fun, but also sharp. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say August and September are great. Um, or in January, December and January. And that it gets colder, right? August, right. September, kids would, go back to school. I would also accept July. Yeah. Well, we talk about the highest prices are paid in July, but that those offers are written 45 to 60 days earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and that, yes, we start to see a dramatic downturn in traffic and demand. Based on this year, remove January from that list. <laughs> But it does change from year to year. I mean, like, I think last January was a little slower than this current January was. But but I, I wouldn't wait until January to start your home buying process no, if you, might you are start, low to moderate income. You might start, in, in my opinion, in August. Yeah. And hope that you are up to speed by the time December rolled around. Meet um, your realtor in July. Get your approval. Start looking. August, September, maybe skip October because that one picks up a little. Go back November, December. It is. Once everybody gets settled into school, there's a little bit of a bump, 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 people mm-hmm. moving around. Yeah. But uh, it was good enough for the bell. <laughs> so fun and sharp. Um, and then so not only these monthly classes, which I noted here occasionally on Espanol. Yes. Except I don't know how to say occasionally in Spanish, so that would have that made it that much more fun. <laughs> Theater of the mind, Asher shaking the mullet This is me. where we could have had Alejandra sitting in the corner drinking her glass of wine. Yeah, that would have been a good reason to have her for the, for the <laughs> occasional or she was on. She was supposed to be on an episode this past year, but she just showed up and sat and drank wine and didn't talk at all. Uh, so, <laughs> Perfect. So, monthly, monthly classes for the homebuyers, but then also an annual class. For lenders, but then also realtors. And I think we, we almost touched on this a little bit, but is is the sole purpose of those meetings to make the lender and agents more familiar with those same home buying programs? Yeah, and I think that's the benefit, right? We want folks that are in the industry who maybe don't deal with it all the time or are newer agents or have been agents for a long time and now are transitioning into learning this process to be more comfortable with who to talk to, what it looks like, 
how to write the amendment, what extra questions to ask. And especially for a, a realtor standpoint, I mean, the threshold to become a realtor is very simple. It takes time and money. Don't tell them. That's all it takes. I wish we could say we're really smart, Ben, and we are, but... I rang the bell for you, Jake. See? I know. Not everyone can be a realtor. Don't right. listen to him. <laughs> but the threshold <laughs> is set very low. So the training part of it is super important and constant. So coming to our DPA training or down payment assistance training that we're having on March 15th um, is from 9 to 11.30 for realtors is super important because you learn. Now's the time when everything could start going downhill. And I would say as someone who has helped several buyers do down payment assistance programs, I usually end up having to educate the listing agent on these programs so I can just get these offers accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so having other realtors be aware of these programs is super important. It, it is. And I, I wish I could wave my I've worked with so many of these buyers flag but it's been it's been many years, and and I and I honestly think that there's been a couple of buyers that I've met with that I I present too difficult a task, right? Like I make it sound like it's just too hard. Well, there are hoops to jump through, and I think as long as everyone on all sides of the table are educated on it, it can be a smooth process. But it is a little more complicated than a, a regular conventional home purchase. Tell us that so that's our annual opportunity for realtors. What uh, what are the or are the, you wrote down some other dates there? What other what other dates might we talk about from a first time home buyer perspective? Did you write down any of those? I will make a link in the show notes to the Home Buyers Roundtable website that will have all of it. But um, you mentioned the, the the monthly meetings move around a little bit. Yeah, so we have our, our monthly meetings. Our, so our monthly meetings of the membership and the board is always on the first Thursday of the month um, from 8.30 to 9.30, and that's at the Villager Park Mall off Park Street. Um, and then there's a board meeting right after that from 9.30 to 10.30. So, but it's always an hour from 8.30 to 9.30. We always have a guest speaker. So we've had appraisers come in before. We had the city assessor come in before. Um, folks from all different kinds of organizations to give membership knowledge, information. Um, there's networking as part of it, and we try to give kind of a state of the organization every month. And then there's always a training every month on a Saturday. Um, that date changes and location changes. So the link to the website is the perfect spot for it. That is a longer time commitment, but the reason it is is because it meets the qualifications for folks to use down payment assistance then. They're able to, it's a HUD certified class that we have, so we're able to do that, and then all of a sudden those folks have the certificate, and they can go ahead and get down payment assistance. I got the landlord certificate. Congratulations. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to show it to. I sent it, I sent it to, uh, to my to my partner, uh, who also operates sometimes out of that uh, South Park Street location. There's a tax clinic. Okay. In that same in that same uh, that same strip mall, but um, bu- 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 was uh, she proud of you for getting the certificate? <laughs> I'm going to ask if it's suitable for framing. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, what what other things might you like to, might you like our listeners to hear as we, as we close up, Jake? I think just the biggest thing is that if you have questions or concerns, reach out to someone. Education is the only way we get through this, and down payment assistance and what the Home Buyers Roundtable mission is is to make home buying easier and simpler and more possible to get done for folks. And the only way to do that is to get educated. I think, Asher, one thing you said was get started early. And that's so important because getting through the class, maybe your schedule changes, maybe a life event changes. The benefit also could be your life changes. So your debt to income gets better all of a sudden. You get a raise and now you qualify for different processes. If you haven't started the process yet, you don't know that. So get started sooner and it gets better for you. And we're learning that you may qualify for more than you might think because the bars are set so high in Dane County with our rather rather generous or, or larger median income numbers. 
Well, thank you very much, Jake, for coming. It's been a pleasure to to both meet you and learn a little bit about your hometown of Eau Claire. And learn that you're fun. <laughs> and, and that you're fun. We will be sure to put links to all of those resources on the Homebuyers Roundtable uh, on, the, on the website in our adjacent show notes. And, uh, and thank you again. Thank you, guys. It was great. We'll be back in a little bit with, uh, with Phil's Look Beyond the 608 and then a little bit of a wrap-up. Phil's phone in. Phil Port is my business partner in Deacon Housing, president of Madison's Blimling & Associates, a dairy commodities consulting firm, a division of Dairy.com, and host of the brand new podcast, The Dairy Download. Keeping an eye on the faraway and diverse markets is what he does. Seeing how it might affect real estate here in Madison is what he does for fun. Here he is with a look beyond the 608. Hey, Ben, it's Phil with a view from beyond the 608. I'll make a deal with you and your listeners. I'll stop talking about interest rates when Wall Street stops being wrong about interest rates. Deal? Last week was another Here We Go Again episode. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics published inflation data for January. The numbers were way down from their peak, but still came in warmer than expected. Headline CPI was at plus 3.1%. The Federal Reserve, of course, is aiming for 2% or less. So while inflation isn't a disaster, it isn't yet in the Fed's safety zone. In the immediate aftermath, Fed funds futures and 10-year Treasury yields moved higher because Wall Street had to adjust its outlook on forward-going rates. A year ago, Fed funds futures had April 2024 at 4.7%. It got to as low as 3.6% at a couple points since then. This year began with April at 4.8%. Now, we're back to 5.3%. That's all a long way of saying that expectations for lower rates keep shifting down the road. That makes sense to me because... As noted, inflation isn't inside the target zone, and B, the economy isn't so bad that it needs stimulus. Wall Street loves the notion of lower rates, but here's the thing, it's not likely to happen over the near term. There's one factor to pay attention to, however. Politicians may love lower rates even more than Wall Street. It's an election year, so I wouldn't fall out of my chair if we didn't see more pressure for lower rates as Election Day gets closer. That's all for now. Until the next time, this is Phil with a view from beyond the 608. Well, I wish I could go back to the cowboy days again. What was that, Ben? That was that was Jake Johnson from the Homebuyers Roundtable, H the HBRT Dane County. That was great. I thought it was interesting to hear about their ability to try they talked about the two things. These are the two things we want to do, which is demystify the down payment assistance. Uh, programs as it relates to lenders as well as realtors, but then also just kind of like, as we do here, draw back the curtain on the home buying process so that so that you know where the bathroom is. Yeah. If I go back to my like advertising restaurant metaphor, like you, your time there will be you like you'll have your foot in the door. You feel like I kind of got this. This should be pretty easier. It'll be that much easier. Yeah. So go to these roundtable meetings if you are someone who would qualify for a down payment assistance program. And the takeaway is also that you need to meet with a knowledgeable realtor, someone who knows about the process, and then strategize the right time of year to do this. Yeah, as well as then being able to either through that, through those meetings or through this, this agent 
uh, that is familiar, be able to find a lender that is just as familiar so that they can potentially um, weave. Sometimes these programs can be nested or nestled so that you could take advantage of more than one. Uh, and then also to understand the right loan product to complement them and uh, get the least amount of money, potentially, you know, the least amount of money out of your pocket up front, understanding how the program works and how they can all work together. So thank you. To our guest, Jake Johnson and his banana pancakes. Yep. All right. And then we thank you, we thank you, the listener, but also the musicians and the bands you've been hearing today, Renclaw, El Donk. Oak Street Ramblers, Bob Westfall. Seesaw, the Mad City Jug Band. And thanks to you, our listeners. Because we lo- we really do. We really do appreciate you. We do. Honest. Honest. And <laughs> and otherwise, if it wasn't for you. We, we wouldn't, would we do this? No, no. It's for and them. be on the lookout because right after this is recorded, I'm going to make Ben take a picture with me and Tiger the cat. So maybe whomever, whomever I can trick into posting on our Instagram will, uh, will put that picture up for us. Great. Anybody, any, anybody, <laughs> anybody really that I could just rely on a single person who has promised me. <laughs> That they will post on the Instagram and then, and then whether it is my girlfriend or my daughter or whatever, then they just don't. It's going to be okay, Ben. All right. We'll get this posted. And thank you, Asher. Thank you, Ben. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. If you can't get enough real estate in the 608 between episodes, like us on Facebook at In the 608 or visit inthe608.com for archived episodes and show notes. Remember, until you tell us, we don't know. We appreciate your listening as well as your ratings and reviews at your favorite podcast portal. We also welcome feedback and topic suggestions via emails to experts at inthe608.com.